You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, let's go, Buffalo. Hey, let's go, Buffalo. The bills make me wanna Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast and the only podcast that made a tackle on the Bills kickoff coverage team today. I'm your host, Nate, and this is our Recap Edition podcast, where we will discuss the Bills losing to the Jets 27-23 and New Era Field this afternoon to go 4-9 and nine on the season. Now, if you are new to our show, we do a recap podcast after every game during the season, but this last Friday, we did a bonus episode where we released our off-season interviews with defensive end Mike Love, one of the newest members of the Bills' 53-man roster. He has a great story. He's overcome a lot. Um, he's got a great skill set, and you'll love hearing him talk about other Bills players and what it's like inside the locker room at One Bills Drive. But right now, I'm joined with my co-hosts, John and Mike, for today's show. Fellas, are you ready to talk about this disappointing loss? I'm ready. Future's still bright. Let's do it, Nate. All right, cool. Cool. So question of the day to get this show started um, does today's loss sting just as much as normal? Meaning, is it easier that the Bills lost today since the Bills were already pretty much eliminated from the playoffs before this game? Or does it hurt just as much as any Bills loss for you guys? It hurts just as much. I mean, they were still in it until after today. Today they, they were officially eliminated, and it was against a division rival. John, John. they were out of it. I you liked it like oh mathematically what what was the math one percent and that's if if every every other team loses all the way out like they were out of it yeah I think I have to agree with they're still in it you have to you have to hope for the best if they're still in it yeah like last season though the AFC isn't in the same isn't in the same spot as it was last season so I think that there was a much less chance I mean it was almost yeah <laughs> to Mike's point it was it was much sure, less sure the yeah. answer Good, but were you guys actually rooting for them to lose? No, no, I, it wasn't. That wasn't the question. Was is does it hurt for them to lose? It does it does it sting as much? I think it's a little freeing, right? Like if you know you're out of it, you can um, you can appreciate the plays as they happen or um, the game for what it is when you're not living and dying on the playoff hope. So definitely wanted them to win and want to see players develop and improve and make strides, which I think we saw a lot of that today. Um, but I think, I think they yeah. were out of it. So it's things a lot less for me. Yeah. So 
to, to Mike's point, let me jump in real quick. I think that it's definitely a lot more freeing to watch these games from that point of view because you know how angry and, and I we were already with some of these late hits and terrible calls by the refs. And when a game is this close, as much as some people say the refs don't really sway the game one way or another, I completely disagree with that logic. I think the refs are a major part in whether a team wins or loses. And there were definitely some missed calls there that I think could have swayed the game one way or another. And and I did find a free mic because I wasn't as upset. I would be yelling at the TV normally when these things happened. But today I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. You know, um, I think the only things that really hurt me um, or really put a damper on the day were the injuries um, because those might have long lasting effect depending on what they are. But but yeah, yeah. So, so John, you're still saying that no matter what, like this loss hurt just as much as every other loss for you. I mean, you took it the same way as you would as like the first loss of the season. Um, well, first loss, I mean, that was a, a while back, but I mean, like it's it very similar to last week, right? I mean, it, it came down to how the last drive was going to pan out against an AFC East opponent and two weeks in a row. And I, I think that kind of compounds on it for me, right? Like two weeks in a row. Dolphins and Jets, and could could the last drive could have saved, could have won them the game, and both times it didn't happen. I think it's heartbreaking. If they had won last week, this game would have been crushing to lose in the fashion that they did. Yeah. If they were still in the playoff hunt, mathematics aside, but the fact that for all intents and purposes they were out, it's like eh, Allen continued to improve. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else continued to improve. It wasn't Zay Jones? Ro- yeah, was he? Yeah, Robert Foster had a good day. Well, I don't know if Allen really improved this week. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, that's something I was going to get to a little bit later. But yeah, let's let's talk about that real quick. Do you guys think Josh Allen did improve? And and John, continue with what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, definitely that one errant interception uh, for sure it was very Peterman esque, and, and and I think we saw a. a pick similar to that early in the season from Allen. I mean, obviously he's a rookie. He's going to have his ups and downs. Um, and then he had the fumble as well. I mean, when he's running as much as he's running, he's going to fumble it, obviously. Um, he did have that pick to end the game too. Yeah. and Yeah. It, yeah. Definitely that one. Um, and even the, the turnovers aside, I think it, he didn't really show a marked improvement. I he either stayed the same or, you know, it, 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 he's what he's kind of been. Yeah. Um, obviously, he didn't have a whole lot of help, right? I mean, there were drops. The offensive line was awful, yeah. as usual. Yeah. Yeah. His offensive line isn't doing him any help at all with his progress this season, you know, depending on the, and the, the, the Jets were in the backfield consistently today, as were the, you know, the Dolphins a week before. It's just an ongoing thing. Hence why the running game can only get going if Josh Allen just does it himself, you know, with just an open field in front of him. But, um, but going back to what you were saying about um about the the losing um the game today you know i was kind of talking i was talking with a buddy of mine and we were discussing you know the loss last week and we kind of came to an interesting point is that i'm okay with the bills losing now that they've lost and they're out of the playoffs pretty much john and uh it's just one of those things where to me i'm like are they in a position where they could have won because the last thing you want them to see is them go like four and twelve and really be a bad four and twelve, whereas a team that goes four and twelve or whatever and really just a few plays go the other way and they're like nine and seven, you know, 
Like that's that's really what you because you want to rebuild that way with a team that's on the cusp of it that gets you know hopefully better players in the off season and they can take it from that four and twelve five and eleven or whatever six and ten and go to like ten and six you know or be a consistent winner and I think today was one of those games like last week was another one of those games where they almost won it you know at the, at the in the last drive and this was another game where they lost it towards the you know the end of the fourth quarter and they you know had you know Josh Allen made a few plays or you know they kept some guys out of his face they might have been able to actually win today so I wasn't upset about it sure it sucks that they lost obviously but you know and I think part of it is you want to see Allen like have a fourth quarter comeback or a two minute drill that wins the game for the team right like you want to see that and um and it and it you know it fell short two weeks in a row yeah. Yeah. But I think that like on the, on the list of like talking about Josh Allen's improvement and goals that we want for him, like, obviously like one of the goals would be for him to like throw for 300 yards instead of throw for 200 and run for a hundred, you know, like ideally he would be just throwing from the pocket the whole time. Like that's like one of the goals, right. Or like, you know, to, cause he's already proven he can win games with the team, which is a huge you know, goal. And then, the, and then one of the other ones would, yeah, would be, I'd say one of the last ones would just be like lead a fourth quarter or last, last play comeback, right. Or last play, last minute winning drive. Right. Like that's, that's a sign of a clutch franchise quarterback. Right. And we haven't had that in so long. So we kind of forget that, but, but yeah, I'm still waiting for it. I think he's shown flashes that he, he, he might be able to do it, but he just hasn't done it to your point, John. Of course he can do it. He's the only player on offense, it seems like. The way Jones, Zay Jones dropped the balls, right? Um, <clears throat> Clay had some key drops. Like, he's got no one around him, offensive line, wide receivers. Hopefully this is the the worst supporting cast he has in his career. Yes. Right? And it's just he made a couple bad decisions. But they're – oh, they were so close. <laughs> yeah, I know, a couple of bad decisions. But, like, yeah, like you said, if this is the worst – team that's going to surround him in his entire career offensively i mean the the sky's the limit right if you figure that as long as because you know with the as long as he's the kind of player which we think he is that can improve from year to year and season to season he wants to get better i feel like so many quarterbacks have come and gone that we thought would get better or should get better but never got better (laughs) you know already within the season we've seen him get better so um i'm encouraged by that for sure for sure. And the the running, it's such a an extra dimension. Can you imagine like the other quarterbacks we've had over the years um with this supporting cast and offensive line? Like he does look when he pulls the ball down, he does keep his eyes down the field, but the he's got great moves. The ball security has been pretty good when he's running. Like as John said, like fumbles will happen mm-hmm. um when you're running a getting a hundred plus yards a game. But there's been no yards from the running back position to speak of. Like, if he couldn't run, we'd be in serious trouble. We wouldn't be in the games. Yeah. He's basically putting the team on his back, Mike, to your point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as general thoughts on the game, I think um, one of the main reasons, um, one of the things that was really frustrating today, like you said, Alan, Allen showed a little bit of improvement. He looked like a rookie again today. He uses his legs more than his arm, and which is okay. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, and he, but he took a ton of hits today, um, either from some were caused by the offensive line and some were caused by him trying to make a play or holding on to the ball too long. 
But I think what what really caused them, the defense was okay today. Um, Sam Darnold just made some amazing passes for, you know, his team just like dimes. He was just tossing dimes exactly where Robbie Anderson was or needed to be or whatever. And he just just made plays with his arms today. And and the special teams, I thought, was, again, it was just awful. And it was terrible. And I think it cost them the game, whether it was losing field position on kickoff coverage. Um, there was a missed field goal, a blocked field goal. And, um, you know, even the even though the Bills had a, had a fumble recovery in the second half, deep in Jets territory on a kickoff, like it still didn't make up for the rest of the game and how bad that was. And it just, how do the jets get it at midfield every time? Like their return, man, they're specialists, right? Like receives the ball <laughs> runs 40 yards. Yeah. He's every not even time. touched. He's not even Bills touched. Receive the ball. It's, it's down at the 20 smashes into a pile at the 20. <laughs> like that was a huge difference in the game. Oh yeah. I think it swung the game. I think that was the, that was the reason why Buffalo lost today. Um, again, but this is this is nothing new, right? I mean, we've seen this game in and game out. I feel ever since like the Texans game, and even maybe even before that, just terrible special teams play, either coaching or just not performing. Again, um, so let's go into our stats of the game. Brought to you by our T Public Store. Are you guys thinking of buying a gift for that friend or family or member that's a Bills fan before Christmas? If you're like me, uh, you're now just thinking of gifts for your family, for your wife or significant other. Black Fast, check out our T Public store at tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. You can find our latest Josh Allen shirt showing him hurtling the haters out there, the local and national media naysayers and critics. We've already sold a bunch, and the Bills fans believe that, uh, you know, by Bills fans, I believe our, our Allen is our franchise quarterback. Plus, it's 30% off right now. So check it out. Um, it's at our T Public store, tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod. And, uh, and all shirts and all sales this coming Christmas season. Uh, get your order in now, Bills fans. Only a week left. So, um, <clears throat> so I, okay, here's, here's the uh, stat of the game. How many, okay, okay. Good. What is what was the catch percentage for Zay Jones today on all his targets? So give me like a rough percentage. I, I can't do like receptions per targets. Um, just give me like fifty percent, sixty percent, twenty percent. What are you guys thinking? Um, quiz of the day for stats of the game. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent for Mike. Not very confident in Zay Jones today. John, what about you? Um, as he looks up the stats. <laughs> No, you can. <laughs> I was trying to think how many times he caught the ball today. Um, it's like I can see the screen off your glasses. Like, <laughs> like can you see yourself? Um, I'm gonna say it's higher than that. I don't. I don't remember him catching it a lot. So if he dropped it twice, I don't know. I say similar. Twenty five percent, twenty six percent, twenty six percent. So he's doing. Oh wow! I'll, yeah. I'll go twenty seven, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> all right the number is i don't i don't even know who to give this to because it was 33 percent. so i don't know i guess i give it to john because he had the we we weren't doing renumbering but 26 percent, john nice so 33 percent. he had three three receptions on nine targets today it's insane it was like it was like zay jones was today was the zay jones of 2017 and all the progress he had made the last few weeks was completely out the door 
So um, you were talking about Zay Jones possibly becoming a franchise wide receiver. Maybe not like a wide receiver one, but like, you know, a, a steady wide receiver two or wide receiver three maybe. I don't know. But uh, not today. Not today. He Would you guys say that um, Zay Jones today had a case of the yips? Remember last season it was like it's like a golfer that just can't hit the ball anymore? Or, or what was that famous first baseman or that pitcher that couldn't throw to first base? Right, Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch, yeah. yeah. There you go. It was just like Zay Jones, and you know what he does? Some guy at work brought this up because I I completely don't pay attention to this, but he's catching the ball in his chest and his stomach instead of catching it with his hands. If you guys notice that one big drop where Allen hit him, he like tried to. I don't know if it's because Allen is throwing it so hard that he feels like he can't catch it. It hurts his hands or whatever, but. He just always lets the ball hit him in the chest, and then he drops it. So, um, yeah, disappointing Zay by Zay by disappointing Zay by Zay Jones. Um, there was a oh John, you had a good stat um, that you texted us. Do you want to bring that one up about the um, sacks on uh, on the Jets QB today on Sam Darnold? Oh, uh, um, I think they didn't have any or any hits. Yep, zero sacks or hits on Sam Darnold today. Meanwhile, the Bills allowed three sacks on Josh Allen today. He was hit multiple more times, and many more times than that. Um, I don't have the stat on on hits, but um, it was bad. It was bad. The Bills, again, just like going along with last week, they dominated in offensive yardage, 368 yards of total offense to 248. So 120 more yards on offense again, which, by the way, guys, the way that the beginning of the season went, would you ever think that the Bills would ever just dominate an offensive yardage like they have been the last few weeks, like to any team? I think maybe to some. Well, I mean, going into the season, you're a lot more optimistic, right? Yeah. But after the first few games, you're like, this team just can't do anything offensively. Yeah. Well, especially with Peterman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Peterman and and Anderson and their uh, rotation of um, of quarterbacks they've had. You know what's funny is I tweeted something out. You know, the Bill, the Jets kept hitting Josh Allen over and over again. And, you know, I tweeted out, like, you know, if you guys keep trying to injure Allen, you're going to bring in Matt Barkley. And he smoked you guys 41 to 10. So I'm not sure if that's something you guys really want, you know, considering how it went for you last time. But, uh, but yeah, the Bills dominated uh, time of possession, 33 minutes to um, 26 minutes. For the Jets, um, Isaiah McKenzie had a 15-yard uh, TD run today, which makes him the first wide receiver since Albert Golden Wheels Dubenian in 1961 with multiple rushing touchdowns in a season. It's kind of an interesting stat <laughs> there. Good receivers, too. What's that? Dubenian, good receiver. <laughs> are, you, are you a big history? John, I know you're our local Bills historian. Have you ever heard of Albert Golden Wheels DeBenyon. Yes. I do actually have a football card of, of uh, that player. What? Do they even have football cards then? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Of course. He was in the, yeah. I think he was in the all AFL team, I think. Maybe. All, Maybe not. I don't remember. All AFL team. Nobody listening to this podcast will be able to say, oh, yeah, John, I think you made the old all AFL team uh, three times in 61, 62, and 63, actually. <laughs> I got no, think... well, no, he was on for the for one season for sure, one okay. or two seasons. 
I was thinking about the decade team, but maybe not. I, I don't. Jeez! So. Wow. Okay. Okay. Never mind. That kind of nickname, Golden Wheels, depending. I feel like he's the kind of guy who'd be like, "Well, listen here, see, <laughs> like some sort of gin joint, nineteen twenties." Okay, anyway, um, <clears throat> Tremaine Edmonds, INT, makes him um, the youngest player in NFL history to intercept a pass at twenty years, seven months, and seven days. That's so, a good stat. What's that? That's a good stat. Yeah, it's something something that uh, something that was kind of cool. So, actual stats for the Bills. Uh, passing game, Josh uh, Allen was 18 for 36, 206 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, <clears throat> Zay Jones was zero for one. Zay Jones almost had that touchdown pass to Josh Allen in the end zone. How about that play, right? It's kind of cool. Yeah, that was a good play. I like that play. I'm I'm liking, I'm digging the creativity that Dable has when he actually has a quarterback that might be able to pull off some of this stuff, you know? Yeah, and he's taking, he's taking, uh, um, He's being more aggressive despite not having a strong uh, supporting cast for Allen. And I, I'm just thinking in my head, like, if they get more players around him um, on the line and, and at receiver, like, how, how good this offense really could be. Yeah. Yep. So the uh, leading rusher for the Bills again today, Josh Allen, nine carries for 101 yards and one touchdown. Um, so how about the stat? So, like, four weeks ago, the – the single season or sorry, single game rusher quarterback record for, for the franchise was Tyrod Taylor for seventy seven yards. Three weeks in a row, Allen topped that. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? So so what do you guys think about that? I mean, not to drudge up Tyrod Taylor again, but everyone was always like, Well, you know, Tyrod Taylor can make plays with his legs. Josh Allen has made a ton of plays with his legs. And and he's also, I would argue, made more plays with his arm. Um, also obviously having some turnovers, I mean, if this is how, and that when, when we got Tyrod, he was like, what, five years in four years into this, his career when we got him. And this is Josh Allen's rookie season. Probably, I think he's only started, um, eight games to this point. So, um, you're talking eight games into his career and I feel like he's already better with his legs and he's already better with his arm than Tyrod Taylor. If you could, if someone were to tell you that you could have Tyrod Taylor and, plus a little bit more. I mean, I think we'd all sign up for that for, you know, next season and going forward, you know, just my, just, you know, minimize some of the turnovers. That's it. Chris Ivory was the next running back on the list. 12 carries for 42 yards. He left the game with an injury as did LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy only had two carries for one yard. He left very early in the game, did not come back. Neither guys came back. Leading receiver for the bills, seven, Robert Foster, seven receptions, 104 yards on eight targets. So he was seven for eight on that. Um, Isaiah McKenzie was the next one. Next leading receiver, four receptions for 47 yards on seven targets. And obviously Zay Jones after that, which we talked about his stat line earlier. On the Jets side of the ball, Sam Darnold, 16 for 24, 170 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, Elijah McGuire, 17 carries, 60 yards, one touchdown. Um, Isaiah Crowell went out of the game early. And leading receiver for the Jets was Robbie Anderson. Four receptions, 76 yards, and one touchdown on seven targets. Guys, what do you think about the idea of um, this being a rivalry between Sam Darnold and Josh Allen for years to come? Because we know someday, eventually, maybe even sooner than later, Tom Brady is going to be gone out of the division. And with the Dolphins, with T- Tannehill, I mean, he's not... 
I don't think he's his ceiling is as high as Darnold's or Allen's. Um, do you guys think this could be a rivalry that we see for years to come within the division? Maybe not to the well, maybe to the to the way of you know Jim Kelly, Dan Marino sort of rivalry in the future. It's possible, sure. Um, I was thinking about this earlier that maybe you know maybe it won't be Allen and Darnold. Maybe it'll be. Allen and Mahomes, right? Kind of like a Brady Manning type of thing, right? Oh, wow. I don't know. Um, it's it's really early to to speculate, I guess. Wow, you're setting your sights high for uh, Patrick Mahomes, huh? <laughs> might be a little, <laughs> might be at a different tier right now, <laughs> but since like Patrick Mahomes in his second year might might break the single season record for touchdowns, isn't that insane? <laughs> it's they just a really good team. They're so good. They're so good. If there's a team that could hopefully take out the Patriots this season, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping it's the Chiefs this year. Um, so those were the stats of the game. Um, were there any games that you guys wanted to bring? Or, I'm sorry, there's any plays that you guys wanted to bring up in particular that stood out to you um, today? There were a ton of plays. I mean, in the end, it didn't really matter because, you know, the Bills lost and it was kind of close and it was a game that didn't necessarily matter. Um, I wrote down a bunch of plays, but um, there, can I bring up one really good play by Allen that I thought we were talking about progress. This was just within this game. This was a huge step for Josh Allen. And I think I'm very encouraged by it. And it was something that I hope we see more of. Do you guys remember when, um, one of the jets defensive linemen was caught off sides by, um, Allen doing a hard count, which by the way, I don't remember the last bills quarterback that had a hard count that actually caught a defensive lineman off sides. Like I really can't think of one. Maybe Fitzpatrick. And then Allen recognized it. And as soon as he knew there was a flag for um, uh, for offsides, he just chucked it deep to a wide receiver. Like just, just threw it up there. Didn't take a hit. Just threw it up there. And he gets a pass interference penalty because the Jets DB didn't even turn around. And he knocked, uh, I think it was Isaiah McKenzie or Robert Foster down to the ground. And it was amazing. The Bills got the ball at like the 15-yard line. It was like a 37 or 40 yard play. It ended up being, and like, like Mike, you've brought this up multiple times on the podcast. It's just, you know, when there's a guy off sides, you just chuck it to whoever your deep route is, because if he comes down with it, you win there. If they throw it up and you know, it ends up being an interception. It doesn't matter. It's it's negated by the five year penalty. Like, and you might get a pass interference call like we got today. Like that was a huge step in the right direction. And the fact that he knew to do that, I mean, that was not a rookie play. We have not had a quarterback in recent history that I know of that, that had the wherewithal to do something like that. I agree. How do quarterbacks you, – you, I mean, I agree with you, but how do people not know to do that? You watch one game, yeah. you would know to do that, right? Well, it's not – That's how, what Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is lauded. Like, oh, he knows. Like, how big of an uh, – it's not that hard, right? It's hard enough that Bills quarterbacks can never figure that out. You know, I want to say Derek Anderson had one earlier in the season and he chucked like an out route, like like a like a sideline route for five years. Like, what are you doing? Just chuck it long. Who cares what happens? Like there's no better thing that, that's good that we we've talked about a lot too is pump fakes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Yep. Pulling the coverage or when he's running too, he thinks to do a pump fake, which is nice. Yeah. He looks to do a pump fake. Yeah, he he definitely has utilized a pump fake, which again, I mean, if we had talked about this before the season, 
you know, when was the last time this has been utilized by a Bills quarterback? And the fact that he's always looking downfield, like even when he's running, um, before he before he passes the line of scrimmage, I mean, the guy always keeps his eyes downfield, it seems. Whereas even Tyrod, I feel like Tyrod was just more more or less looking to leave the pocket and just run. He was just looking at the guy in front of him like a running back as opposed to a quarterback to throw the ball. Um, there was obviously that that almost touchdown pass or touchdown catch, I should say, by Josh Allen that we talked about earlier. Um, do you guys remember that um, that third and one QB sneak where um, Josh Allen almost took it to the house? He got like nine yards on it and um, he just took it. And all of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, I think he got the first down. It's like, oh, he just got ankle tackled by somebody where um, <laughs> he almost he almost took it. He almost took it to the house on that play. That's kind of cool. You don't see that happen very often. You know, you know, what's kind of cool. Remember that third and 13 play deep in their own territory and Josh Allen threw a 19 yard pass for a first down. How many times over the last 17, 18 years would they run it up the middle or throw a five yard out or whatever? Right. Not even try. Like even if it was incomplete, not even try to get the first down. Yeah. They just give up, right? They give up. They're like, we're going to be punting this. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that's well? Do you think that's the aggressiveness of Sean McDermott or Brian Dable? Because last year they did not do that. Remember, remember, even if it was like second and twenty, they wouldn't even try to get ten yards on second down. They just decided to run a draw play or whatever. Like, well, let's see if we can get a few yards. Like they basically gave up. Like they were going to punt already on second down. This season they're not doing that. And I'd have to say I don't think obviously Sean McDermott probably hasn't changed his coaching philosophy. It's got to be Brian Dable, right? Yeah, I think I think Dable is a uh, a big part of that. That was a great play, John. Um, you know, going back into special teams, you know, we talked about there were two really long um, kickoff coverages that were blown by the Bills. Um, one got to about midfield; another one was almost a touchdown. Um, that actually led to a Jets touchdown um, later on after that. Um, you know, it was just it was it was a difficult. It was a very disappointing game again by special teams, um, and obviously that—that's I, in my opinion, that's what ended up costing them the game. Um, yeah, I mean, there was the blocked field goal. Hauschka got blasted after that play by a Jets defensive lineman, which was very—that uh, just—that just pissed me off. No flag, nothing. I'm really hoping that guy gets fined or whatever. It was just a dirty play. The Jets, hey, speaking of rivalries, we were talking about the Jets and the or the Dolphins and the Bills game last week being a chippy game, just like along with the Bills Jaguars game the week before. It's like this game today had the same kind of intensity. Those teams do not like each other. And uh, I think the Jets felt like they were very embarrassed. At least Jamal Adams from the Jets said that. And I, I fully believe that. I think that they definitely wanted to uh to get revenge today. And then they were, they were definitely taking their shots. There were a lot of questionable calls that I thought should have gone, um, against the jets along with like that late hit by the defensive lineman on Hauschka. There was also, you know, a couple of late hits on Josh Allen. I think the guys took liberties on, you know, where there was a helmet in the chest. I feel, I, I, I think I saw and, and just guys just, you know, hitting them late. There was a Micah Hyde. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that Micah Hyde, um, uh, was returning a punt, I believe, and he was out of bounds and he got like leveled and there was no flag again called. And I'm just, I just pissed off with the inconsistency on this stuff. Um, of course the bills don't do a whole lot of late hits. Not that I've noticed, but 
Um, but yeah, all right. Well, let's uh, enough for plays the game. Unless there's anything else you guys want to add, let's go to our wall of famer of today's game. Now, obviously the Bills lost, but there's still some players that had some good games today. So, uh, John, let's start with you, John. Who would you put on your wall of fame for today's game? Um, was, I had a couple players in mind, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with uh, Lorenzo Alexander. I thought um, he had a good game, um, and he's really been really good for the Bills all season. Um, I saw a stat from uh, NFL matchup on ESPN. Uh, they had a list of defenders. Um Percentage of passing downs with a sack, interception, pass battles are defended. And um, Alexander was like fourth on the list uh, for percentage. And he just continued to make plays today. Yeah, there was that one huge play where he shot in the backfield and took down the uh, the running back like for a five-yard loss when they were near the goal line. That was huge. Yeah. Guy's playing like he's, wait, I think he's 36. He's playing like he's 26. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah 35, 36 years old. And it's like, I mean... Like he's definitely he definitely wasn't utilized to his full potential previous to Buffalo, right? He was mainly a special teamer before he came to the Bills, right? Yep. Um, so he's getting it in now, and he's doing well. Yeah, it's really good. He's he's having an amazing season. I'm really happy that he's still here with the Bills. Mike, what about you? Who's on your wall of fame for today's game? I think giving it to somebody on the defense is ludicrous. <laughs> the way. <laughs> The team, the defense played that second half, John. Come on. Dude, they, the special teams kept giving them, and the interceptions, like, they were at such a short field. They could not stop them at all at the second half. One one stop, and the game's over. Dude. It just had, like, one good drive, two good drives. Yeah. I got to go to the other side of the ball, Josh Allen. Can you imagine if we had one of the other quarterbacks we already talked about back there? It would have been so lopsided in the other direction, the way he made plays with his legs. We already talked about over 100 yards rushing for the third game in a row. It looks like a completely different team when he's on the field leading the charge, right? Like there's just more energy. Guys want to play with him. And it looks like night and day difference. Yeah, he's a gamer. I I think um, going back to what you were saying, Mike, about – um, the defense. I think that um, the defense did what they needed to. Those passes by Sam Darnold. I mean, he placed them only where those guys could catch him, and especially against Tre'Davious White. Like that one long pass to Robbie Anderson was against Tre'Davious White, the Bills' best coverage cornerback, and he just placed it right where it needed to be, right where only he could get it, and it was just amazing play. So, I mean, I I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything against the. Bills defense, they only allow 248 yards today. That should win them the game normally. Zero <laughs> sacks, Nate. <laughs> That's it's true. They could have used a little bit of pressure for sure. Um but yeah, it was it was it was more special teams for me, but I get I get what you're saying. So for me, Wall of Famer for today's game, which hasn't been said yet, which is good for me. Usually you guys have already chosen them. But uh Robert Foster, 104 yards today on seven receptions. Another great game by Robert Foster, a guy who was on the team got cut and now he's back on the team again and he had another great game so i mean you know it, he's just taking strides he's he's making plays and he's growing as a player and it makes me excited it makes me excited to see that uh that he's hopefully going to be on the team next season and he could be grow from this season as an undrafted rookie and become a larger playmaker so so whenever the bills lose um we like to play the blame game so 
Guys, let's go. Who would you put on your wall of blame for today's loss? I mean, there's a there's a, probably a bunch of different people. Let's 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 not do honorable mentions yet. We're just gonna go with our straight wall of blame because there's a lot of guys. So, John, why don't you go for your first guy? Danny Crossman. <laughs> uh, cause he's he sucks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. What what about you, Mike? Who's on your wall of blame? Special teams, Nate. This is the first time the Bills have been favored all year. They blew out the Jets in the first game, 41-10. to 10. They were up 17-6, to 6, and it was the special teams that gave it away. Oh, good call. Good call. You think, before I get in my wall of blamer, do you think Danny Crossman gets fired before the end of the season, or do you think they'll, he'll just wait? Because what does it matter? Why, why fire him now, right? I mean, what good does it do? You're already out of it. You know, unlike, unlike cutting Calvin Benjamin last week and cutting um, Andre Holmes, it gave them a chance to stick with other teams, right? This, it's not like he's going to land another special teams coaching position, you know? Well, how he's made it this far. Wasn't he on the team with Marone, like, even before Rex Ryan? Was he with Marone? Wow. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like he's been on the team for a while. I think you might be right. Or was it Bobby April? Was Bobby April with Marone? He might have been. I don't remember. But he was definitely with Rex Ryan for sure. There's very how there's very few um, coaches that ever stay from staff to staff. Somehow he made it, and he's like one of the guys that shouldn't have made it. <laughs> um, so my wall of blame has to go to um, the refs today for continuing to not call um, late hits on Allen whenever, even when they like drive him into the ground. And the problem with refs not calling these questionable hits on Allen is a couple of things that I found. So, like, the first thing is, obviously, the Bills don't get the penalty yardage or continue drives and get more points. So that's not obvious when the refs don't make these calls. But the second thing is that the Jets continue to make these hits on him with no fear of repercussion until the guy's injured. So so my wall of blame has to go to the refs today. They were terrible again this week of not calling these late hits on Allen, and at least a couple of them should have been called. But since they don't make them, you know, these guys do it up until the fourth quarter, and then finally they'll call one, you know, when it's egregious. But up until that, I don't – it's got to be something where because he runs so much, they're just like, well, you deserve it. Or he's so young that they're just like, well, you haven't earned it or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, but it's frustrating. Um, did you see that um, that referee from last week's game is suspended indefinitely until the league looks into the incident between he and Jerry Hughes, even though Jerry Hughes got fined this week? for going into the tunnel, but at least it sparked something. Maybe it gave them a reason to look into the, into that um, allegation, I guess. Um, so does anyone have any honorable mentions for the wall of blame? Yes. Um, uh, for Well, to, to go back to the, the uh, players of the game, I, I did want to give an honorable mention to Robert Foster, which you do bring up. Um, for the wall of blame, offensive line, yet again, awful, totally, very, really bad. Yeah, lots of penalties again. <laughs> Pre-snap, holding, bad penalties. Um, couldn't get the run game going again, right, John? Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't get the run game going. Allen scrambling all over the place. Um, but, you know, they that's the biggest position of need going into next year. By far, for sure. And, and, and they've shown, Allen has shown he's the kind of guy that does need a little bit more time. Because he'll let those plays develop, and he can throw it to wherever it needs to go. So, um, anyone else? One guy too. They need like a whole new line. Like every single player is suspect on that line. 
Yeah, for sure. Mike, do you have any honorable mentions for the wall of blame? I got one. Zay Jones, again. <laughs> Zay Jones getting a case of the yips today, um, playing like he was 2017 Zay Jones. So, yeah. Now, wasn't a fan of him today. Was expecting a lot more from him. And again, you know, with the kind of drops he's had, which he had a couple of drops last game too that were questionable. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, I'm really hoping that this guy gets past it. I, I want him to be part of this team in the future and be someone that's reliable because uh, it can't just be undrafted rookies like Robert Foster. But I mean, think about it. If the Bills can find these kind of talent in Robert Foster and Isaiah McKenzie, you know, it just randomly uh, that everyone else is overlooking. Imagine what they, if they actually start drafting these guys or like, you know, signing them, you know, like imagine the kind of guys that they could actually get the kind of talent they could actually get. So as far as injuries to Bill's players, um, LaShawn McCoy and Chris Ivory both left the game today. Like I mentioned earlier, didn't, did not come back in. We don't know how serious those injuries are. Matt Milano, um, star linebacker for the Bills was taken off on a golf cart. He had a gruesome, um, ankle injury earlier in the game, um, which was really bad when they showed in an instant replay. Ugh. So um, talking about hair standing up on the back of your neck, you're just like, yeesh. Um, Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills tweeted out that the uh, injury Milano uh, sustained seems similar to the Traveris Cadet injury last season. So he was saying each injury is unique, but with training camp eight months ahead, ample time to fully recover. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that actually kind of leads us to our Bright Side segment of the podcast. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. So the first Bright Side is that um, hopefully Matt Milano will be back next season for the entire He'll be back for training camp. So uh, even though the injury looked bad and gruesome, um, that's a bright side. Again, we talked about Allen, you know, showing uh, showing things, not necessarily a ton of progress today necessarily from what he's shown in, in prior weeks, but just overall in the season, just progress in the season and, and you know, things that we've seen that, you know, if he can continue to build off the, off these like we hope he can. You know, I think this is uh, – the, the sky's a limit for, for him. So – um, yeah. yeah. Any other bright side, uh, <laughs> things that you guys want to bring up for, from a positivity note? I mean, well, it's definitely nostalgic, like, right. Like humans love routine. They like predictability and we've been conditioned for the bills to just play down to the level of inferior teams, which they absolutely did today. Right. Like a patented bills loss from the last 17 years. Jets were, on the ropes, uh, completely reeling, right? Um, Bowles is going to get fired, and the bill and the Bills are at home, and ah, just lay lay an egg. So didn't it made me very the, feel very nostalgic. Did Bowles even look surprised when they got that touchdown on fourth down? Yeah, sure did. Like, All right, we got it. <laughs> yeah, Bowles. Can you guys actually tell that from Bowles' expression? He never seems to have any expression whatsoever. Like, I don't think he ever even ever talks to anyone during the entire game. <laughs> like, he, I'd never see him talk through his headset or anything. He's just kind of watching. He's just kind of like a spec. He's like us, like watching the game. Like, hey, I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> Everything's a surprise. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Whereas Sean McDermott's always clapping and yelling at people and yelling at the refs and stuff like that. So that wasn't really a bright side 
point, Mike. But I guess the the nostalgia you mean was was nice to to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you're you can tell me what right like you, that like that seemed very judgmental. <laughs> oh, to tell you that that wasn't really optimistic an optimistic right. point. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, it was pretty judgmental. Seems pretty subjective. Yeah, I, I disagree. <laughs> John, what about you? Is there anything that you liked about today's game that that uh, that kind of gives you cause for optimism? Maybe not specifically today's game, but over the course of the season, like thinking back on the podcast and the wall of shame, it seems to be the same players or people over and over again, right? So Danny Crossman or Calvin Benjamin or the offensive line. Um, and if it's the same people over and over again, not like a random person each week, then it's easier to fix, right? And they've already gotten rid of Benjamin and Peterman. Maybe maybe they do the same thing with Crossman and they, they make the changes they need to on the offensive line and that type of thing, and and it'll be easier an, an easier fix, right? Rather than, like, if every single week it's somebody different that's screwing up, then it's a lot more to fix, right? Yeah, yeah I like that one. I like that one. That was much better than Mike's. Um, <laughs> I, uh, what? John, every week you've been talking about like, oh, better draft pick, better draft pick. This is finally the time now that they are out of the playoffs. That's the saving grace. Even though the draft, my position has always been the draft's complete crapshoot, right? But you're always banging the drum like, oh, the draft, better draft pick, better draft pick. This is the time where that's the uplifting news that the Bills get a better draft position based on a loss you on the draft thing didn't i <laughs> oh he might have a little bit yeah you guys might have been against me on that one i'm the one that likes the draft pick <laughs> the better oh. draft pick. <laughs> um, uh, okay well that should be your bright side that Sorry, is my John. okay that's a great one thank you mike all right that's better than yours and you can add to that one so there bright side better draft pick guys four or nine i don't know what the, the what... draft is a complete crapshoot mate <laughs> <laughs> You're just setting me up for that one. That's going to be a good conversation in the off season. Um, yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that, John, about being Kelvin Benjamin. Like, <laughs> I'm going to kind of miss Kelvin Benjamin. You know, part of me was wondering, like, man, who's going to be on our a wall of blame or wall of shame each week with Kelvin Benjamin gone? Are we going to be able to find players that really deserve it? Like, oh yeah, there's there's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty in a loss to find that uh, they did a terrible job. So, so yeah, so. Um, final thoughts. I was talking with a friend that's a Bills fan. Like I said, you know, um, I think the key to these last few weeks are just, you know, it's just, if they don't win, it's just to show that the ability, show the, show the, the fans that you have the ability to win. If not for a few things going, you know, going wrong. Like we mentioned the wall of blame segment. If Danny Crossman isn't your special teams head coach and the special teams aren't terrible, you win this game. If, you know, Zay Jones isn't dropping balls, like you win this game, you know, like there's, there's, there's cause for optimism there. And I think, you know, the, down the stretch, you know, if they don't win, man, they're not getting blown out. They're right in it. So, um, is there any final thoughts that you guys want to add to that? All right. So, uh, the next game for the Buffalo Bills is against the five and eight Detroit Lions in Orchard Park at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you guys could do us a favor, leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. So um, lots of season left. You know, we're unlike a lot of different outlets out there. We're a very positive or at least, you know, we're humor centric 
based show as opposed to a lot of shows out there that are kind of more negative and, you know, just kind of put a drag on it. Like, we just kind of try to find the optimism. I mean, we're still Bills fans. It still sucks when they lose and we still don't like it. But, you know, there's... Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Worst. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we try to make light of it when we can, you know, stay optimistic. Look on the bright side of things like we do every every time they lose, which is nine bright side segments that we've done this year for four and nine. So, yeah. Um, so, I unless you guys have anything else to add, um, signing off for John. Go Bills. Only 137 days until the draft. For Mike. Go Bills. Uh, let me think of something better. That's so stupid. Okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll John, go. you put that much thought into it? You never – I, have I, I, I actually knew some that. Some coordination. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say literally until the seconds. Like, you could shoot me a text. Like, oh, I'm actually going to think about it this week. <laughs> then how would you know the number of draft days? Till the- because I was texting somebody else earlier today, and it came up. Jeez, who are you texting with? ESPN stats and info? <laughs> how did that come up? It's on the NFL Draft website, so it's really easy to look up. Oh. I already knew it, so it's the only thing I could think of, so I said it. All right. Well, I feel <laughs> not great. Pretty less than adequate. Um, I th- what are we doing? Signing off. Signing. Uh, it was a fun game to watch. Enjoy yeah. the rest of them, I guess. Yeah, and... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so for me nate go bills at least josh allen didn't get too injured today he got banged up but he did not we didn't lose him for the season or next season or anything like that so there's always a bright side to things like that so go bills thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys again next week thank you for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills support for this podcast came from sass data is everything And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.